Hey, good morning and uh, welcome to, I guess, episode number two, Troy. And uh, this is uh, Stay Tuned with uh, Troy and Howie. And uh, I'm Howie. And uh, Hey, I'm Troy. Yep. Right there is Troy. And uh, Troy, I guess before we get started, uh, I guess we have some something to just kind of throw out there and briefly mention. Yes. Um, well, first, let's uh, let's get our stuff out of the way here. Um, sure. You know, make sure make sure you guys follow us on Facebook. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at Stay Tuned TNH. Uh, you can email us Stay Tuned TNH at gmail dot com. And um, there's a bunch of different avenues of podcasts you can you can listen to us on. Um, I, yeah, d- I we did. Are on, go ahead, Howie. I was just going to say we're on several podcasts now, which is really great because now we have a, a lot more avenues to uh, get noticed. And uh, of those podcasts, uh, Apple Podcasts is one of them, uh, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and Anchor uh, are among the uh, podcasts that we uh, are on now. So stay tuned is everywhere. <laughs> yeah, yes, it is. So, you know, whichever podcast you prefer, uh, please, you know, listen to us on those. And then also... Um, the best way to uh, get the word out about us is to, um, you know, like I said, like us, follow, subscribe to us on those podcasts, um, give us a rating, and also make sure you please uh, give a review as well. That really helps us out, and it'll help out uh, people to uh, find us as well. Um, um, so let's get into the uh, the elephant in the room here, per se. Um Poor, uh, poor Mr. Floyd. Uh, what happened to him? Um, absolutely disgusting. Um, did not deserve to be happen to happen at all. And um, our our thoughts and condolences go out to everybody that was affected uh, by his uh, passing, and not even his passing by his murder is what it was. Yeah. And exactly. um, so you know, I, I just wanted. I thought we should address that. And um, you know. What are your thoughts on that, Howie? Well, uh, obviously, I, I 100% agree with you. It was just pure murder. What happened shouldn't have happened. Um, you know, I actually teach uh, restraint techniques, and uh, I have also uh, taught uh, first responders, including police officers, in uh, like mental health first aid and such. And uh, and and uh, they definitely go through a lot of stress, uh, but but in no way, shape, or form. Uh, are they to exhibit that type of force to the point where they actually take someone's life when it didn't have to be taken. So, uh, so yeah, my, my condolences go out to not only the Floyd family, but everyone that's affected. And that includes uh, even the situations that are currently going on with the protests uh, that are turning violent. Uh, you know, uh, people are losing their businesses. People are losing their entire communities. Uh, folks are getting injured that, uh, that aren't even a part of this. So, uh, there's a lot of things going on that, uh, unfortunately shouldn't be going on. Yeah, I, yeah, I totally agree. And, and, and I think, um, well, I should say, I hope that, uh, everybody's been heard at this point. Um, and I, I, I hope we've gotten to the point now where, um, we can all just kind of come together and, and get this resolved, um, you know, sure. however it needs to be resolved. I, I, like I said, voices have been heard and, uh, you know, it's a shame it had to come to, to this where we're now, you know, hurting innocent people and innocent communities. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's, let's try to, 
all come together here and, and do a greater purpose here. Let's, you know, not, not even 20 years ago when we were attacked um, by a foreign enemy, you know, how we all banded together after that was something special. And uh, be, right. it'd be nice if we could get back to that. It would be. And, uh, and I, and I hope that we will. And uh, you know, it's, it's just a tough situation that uh, unfortunately everyone's involved in. And, uh, and in fact, the world is even watching us at this point because it, it definitely is. Uh, it's definitely heard and saw seen around the world. And that's, uh, that's, that's a good thing because that means things are going to have to get addressed. Absolutely. So, Hopefully they will get addressed in the proper fa- uh, fashion and, uh, and people who deserve, uh, such as those police officers, uh, you know, hopefully justice will be served and, and uh, this will be uh, something that could be taught to future police officers and, and first responders in regards to how to deal with, uh, you know, folks in the communities. And, uh, this is definitely not the way to do it. I'm sure. I have a feeling that, um, you know, as we've learned when we were in school about Rosa Parks and stuff like that, I have a feeling something sure. like this is going to be, um, learned about by future generations. Cause I think this is, I think this is going to be a turning point. I really do. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I hope the name George Floyd will be, uh, synonymous with, uh, you know, with justice and, and, uh, and his name won't, live in vain it will live in a way that will teach us here in the united states on how to not only deal with racism but how to uh you know address violent situations uh occurring and how you know how we can better deal with situations like this yeah and uh, and i'm sure with you with you being in the mental health field how we um situations like this can really lead to a lot of stress and anxiety and um mm-hmm. And did you want to touch on that as well, then? Sure. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, one of the things that if folks are dealing with stress, dealing with anxiety, having a hard time uh, dealing with this situation, uh, there is a crisis hotline that you can call. And it's not just if you're feeling suicidal, although if you are, it's, it's definitely a, uh, a good number to call. But you can call the suicide crisis hotline at one 800 273 talk or that's 1-800-273-8255 and that will get you in contact with a crisis counselor and you can also get in contact with the crisis within the location uh, that you live as well so for example if someone from our area called this number they would be connected with lebanon county crisis excellent and if somebody you know somebody in california would call that same number they would get contacted within their local crisis so you can actually talk to a local crisis counselor and it's not just for like i said suicide uh, but it could be for someone who's exhibiting depression feeling anxiety and uh and also uh it could be for folks who are going through other uh struggles you know especially during this COVID time you know you could be experiencing with job loss you might not know how to um, get the resources you need Um, this crisis hotline number can lead you in that direction Um, if you're homeless same deal Um, they'll they'll help you if you're if you're looking for shelter if you're looking for food resources clothing resources uh, you know there's ways to get connected um, just by calling that number so I I really strongly suggest calling 1-800- Two seven three talk. Good information. I did not know that about the. Uh, I, I strictly thought it was just a suicide hotline. Nope. No, it's definitely more than that for sure. 
Okay, good information. Um, I guess with uh, I heard you bring up the COVID there. Yeah, and, the other elephant in the room. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so just uh, I guess what Friday we moved into the yellow phase in Lebanon County. What exactly does that mean, Howie? Well, what that means is uh, more stores are opening. Uh, you know, more department stores are allowed to open, other than uh, just your grocery stores or your WalMarts. Uh, still a lot of uh, restrictions are in place. You still obviously have to wear masks. Uh, you still have to um, keep the social distancing in effect. Uh, now, that means other stores are allowed to open, but that doesn't allow for places like in our area, we have Hershey Park, you know, mm-hmm. that's still not open. Uh, certain certain attractions like that uh, still need to be uh, put into the green phase as we do it here in Pennsylvania, uh, for that to take place. But the one, hey, you know what, we're starting to see movement, you know, in a direction that, Hey, we're allowed to start doing more. things. Yeah. Now I did see that the numbers are, I don't know that they're necessarily starting to climb, but they're definitely not rising as quickly as they were before. And right. I'm hoping that these people that got together in these protests and these groups don't make those numbers spike again. That would be a shame. Yeah. And you know what? You do bring up that valid point. I am curious to see how these numbers um, persist from all this taking place. Yeah. Um, Yeah. That kind of worries me a little bit. Um, But this what what does this do for um, salons, hairdressers, barbers? Um, They're 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 still closed. They're still. Yeah, they're still closed, unfortunately. And, you know, I know some folks. you know, that own salons and, uh, and they're struggling, you know, they're struggling a lot. So, uh, yeah, it's still, it's still a a work in progress. And I'm hoping that, you know, that places like that will be allowed to open up because they're the ones suffering the most. Yeah. Yeah. It's the mom and pops that are really, you know, they're the ones that are really hurting this or feeling the hurt on this one. And, um, Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, big, so the bigger you know, the bigger department store chains and stuff like that, they'll be able to get by. They they can they yeah. have their online shopping. They you know that they have ways they can get by on this. But it, it's the mm-hmm. people that rely on their local communities to support them that are really hurting right now. Yeah, and I would say the folks that live in these local communities, you know, when it comes time to those places opening, you know, really, really, really support them. You know? Absolutely. So even if you have to pay an extra couple bucks, support. Absolutely. Yep. I I, I 100% agree with you on that one. Yeah. So, but yeah, like I said, you know, Pennsylvania, we have what's called the red phase, which is you're not allowed to do anything. And and to my knowledge, I don't believe anybody is in the red phase in Pennsylvania. Um, So that's good news. Um, But yeah, so it goes from red phase and then to yellow phase, which is where you and I live. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's where we're currently in. Uh, and then once you're in the yellow phase, the next phase is green. And, uh, and like I said, green is going to uh, give us uh, uh, a sense of normalcy again, I guess. And, uh, and I know it's pretty similar throughout the country in regards to how these phases work. So, yeah, did, um, did you didn't hear any type of guideline or um, like uh, like an ETA or whatever as to when they might want to go green? No, no, they don't have that guideline yet. I think they just play it from week to week. I can tell you next week they will not be in green. Okay. We will not be in green. Uh, I think it's going to, I think it's, I don't know what analytic data that they use uh, to determine that, but uh, they did say that it's, that's not going to happen. Okay. 
Yeah, I was I was so. trying to pull up information quick on here to see if there was anybody in red yet in Pennsylvania, and I'm, I'm, it's not coming up quick enough for me to know. But um, okay. But I, yeah. I I don't. The only ones. That, well, let's see. I have a map here from through. Oh, you know what? You know what? I I stand corrected. Lancaster County is definitely still red. Yeah, you're right. I'm pulling it. I'm pulling uh, it up here now. If I just got a map. Fill it up yeah, here. All yeah. all of the. Uh, the southeast part of uh, Pennsylvania is still all in red. And yeah. there's still one section up north in the northeast part of Pennsylvania, too. I can't tell what county it is. Um, okay. But uh, I'm wondering if it's like uh, probably Scranton area or something like that. Uh, no, Scranton's more north central. Uh, that's a good question. It might, I don't even know. Um, I'd, like, I'd be curious to know what uh, county that is. But, yeah, so there are still some red phases going on. But I, from what I understand – this upcoming Friday, all those folks in the red phase will be moving to yellow. It's Lackawanna. Okay. Lackawanna County. Yeah. yeah. So that would be near Scranton. Yeah. Yeah. Lackawanna County okay. is, uh, is still in red. And then all the other red states are all the ones uh, down, you know, mm-hmm. Lancaster, Lancaster County. Yeah. Lancaster, Delaware, you know, all those. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So we have a ways to go yet. Yep. <laughs> we're, we're getting there. We're getting there. Yeah. Yeah, and it was nice because uh, I've been, like I said, I've been working and you've been working, so that's good for us and our families. Uh, but it, it was kind of nice driving uh, to work on Friday and seeing some of these businesses that weren't open being open. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and that was, yeah, that kind of kind of gave me a little boost of energy to say, all right, things are starting to get back to normal slowly. Yeah, so, yeah, because I don't know. Uh, I... I didn't know how you ever felt about it, but when people would say, you know, this is uh, we just got to get used to the new normal. And like, to, <laughs> I hate that yeah, word. Me too, because I hate that to word. me, because there was like, there was nothing normal about it, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, no. It's like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Cause people are kind of comparing uh, this situation to what happened at nine 11. And I'm like, no, no. Yeah. Not um, even close. What happened at nine 11. Yeah. You know what? In, in a weird way, we did not return to normal for nine 11 because every time you go to the airport, you're reminded of that. Absolutely. Uh, but you know, but when I walk around in the community, at least in my community uh, it's, it's easy to not be reminded of that. And, uh, you know, it's not until I get into a place like New York City where I'm like, yeah, okay, um, 9-11, yeah, I remember. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but, but normal, honestly, uh, it, this isn't anything like it because there's a lot of, there's a lot of things that are going to take place from what we are currently experiencing with this COVID crisis. And, uh, and, and for someone to say this is going to be the new normal, I'm not accepting that. Yeah, I, I, I don't, ex- yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't like that either. You know, that's, um, so, um, I guess this would be a good spot to uh, bring up, uh, my, uh, my cousin again, Jesus Perez. Yeah. Um, he, uh, he did this beautiful uh, logo for us for our page. And, um, if you have any artwork or graphics or anything like that, that you'd like to get done, um, he has two pages on Facebook that you can follow him or like his page or whatever. Uh, the one is Ace in the Hole sign and graphics. And I guess, obviously, by the by the name of that, it's it's more geared towards the signs and stuff. And then he also has a page. It's called Dirty Baby Original. And uh, that's, you know, more of his personalized artwork, that type of stuff. And, uh, you know, if you have more specific needs other than just getting a sign made or something like that. So please look him up on Facebook and uh, support him for uh, supporting us. Um, 
Most definitely. And, uh, and he seems like a genuinely nice guy. Cause I saw a couple of his uh, responses on our Facebook yeah. page. And I'm like, yeah, this guy, this dude seems pretty cool. Yeah. I never met no, him yet, no, but no. Uh, no, he's a, he's a really, he's a really great guy. He really is. I was, I was you yeah. know, I'm glad uh, I married into the family to get a chance to meet him because <laughs> they're, uh, they're really great people. The whole family is really great. Yeah. That's awesome. <clears throat> yeah. In fact, uh, I, I'm so, so uh, impressed by his logo that he did for us. Uh, in fact, obviously, if you if you check our logo out on Facebook, you'll see what he did. But uh, I'm so impressed by it. Um, like I've even I'm I'm even uh, considering making like a T-shirt of it. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, it would be. You know, and uh, and you know, advertise it a little bit. Well, I was going to say that might also um, be a good transition to talk about what we were talking about before we started recording. Here was. How how do we get people to listen to this podcast and and maybe that that mm-hmm. logo and that artwork kind of you know busted out and and got somebody's attention and they decided to give us a listen because you you have right. some interesting numbers there to to where we have some listeners from uh, yeah you um, yeah so we we definitely are uh, gathering uh, some momentum in fact a lot more momentum than uh, I originally anticipated because when we first started this you know last week um, you know I was thinking yeah, this would be kind of a, a cool thing to do. And if we get a couple listeners, great. Um, but it's actually starting to uh, get some steam and we're getting a lot of interest. And in, uh, and believe it or not, uh, we're even getting some listeners from outside the country. Uh, we even have a 4% listening audience from Germany. That's incredible. You know? I never would have <laughs> yeah. guessed that. No. So apparently, uh, apparently our tone, Troy, and uh, our, our voice and, and what we talk about is uh is flattering to the uh, to the germans out there so <laughs> uh but yeah so but uh but yeah we are we're definitely getting some momentum there and uh and i'm actually going through the uh analytics right now um our largest audience which kind of doesn't surprise me because it does kind of fit into our age range is uh 35 to 44 mm-hmm. uh 67 of those listeners are the ages of 35 to 44 uh, the next biggest listener um, audience is ages 45 to 59 at 12 percent, uh, and then uh, and then next in line is 23 to 27 year olds, and then finally uh, 60 and older uh, are in that uh, listenership. Now we do have uh, mostly male listeners, and and hopefully hopefully that'll kind of even out as as we uh, continue to talk, but. Uh, we have over 64% of our listeners are male and then uh, 19% female. And then we have uh, not specified at 16%. So uh, they're, you know, it, it's, it's a good mix. I it think. is. Uh, especially for just one week and one show. I'm kind of impressed with uh, where we're headed. So yeah. Far. And I think as we, as we keep going along here and maybe getting into some more, like if we can start to get some of these interviews lined up that we want to have lined up, it, it'll it'll yep. probably reach out to a broader audience and and hopefully even bring in some more of the uh, the female audience as well because we do plan definitely. on ha- definitely having some female guests. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't want to talk about who yet, but uh, uh, we definitely have some pretty good ones uh, lined up in hopes that we're just waiting for yeses at this yep. point. So, but I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, go I ahead. I was just going to say this might be a good time to take a break here and uh, let our sponsor get a word. Yeah, we definitely took a we definitely took a lot of time on this. So yeah, why don't we take a break and uh, we will be right back with Stay Tuned with Troy and Howie. All right, and we're back, Troy. So 
it seemed like it was just seconds that we were away, but I guess I'm just kidding. Uh, uh, But yeah, it just, it just seemed to go by so quick. I didn't have time to take a breath. (laughs) But uh, anyway, uh, I thought we'd kind of transition into something a little bit lighter because uh, we were just talking about COVID and, uh, and we're talking about all the things that, you know, we're starting to, to transition back to in quotes, normal. And, uh, and with that transition, uh, you know, now it's time to start thinking about uh, what we've been missing all this time, which is some professional sports. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, unfortunately, Troy, um, with one of these proposed plans, uh, your beloved Buffalo Sabres aren't going to be part of that. Yeah. Thing. The NHL is going to go to a 24 team playoff, it appears. Um, they're going to, from yeah. what I'm hearing, they're going to have, what, two host cities? Yeah, and it's kind of weird because they broke it down into phases again, like kind of like everything is broken down right now. Uh, yeah, phase one is which is what they're currently in, mm-hmm. which is to isolate, uh, and then you got phase two, which is uh, which is coming up, I think, very shortly, which is voluntary training with their teams in small groups. And then once they get out of that, uh, I think phase three, which can't start until sometime in July. I believe it's the first half of July, yeah. uh, but, but organizations are going to be allowed to hold formal training. Camps. Gotcha. So, and then finally phase four, which is what we're all looking forward to uh, is when they can drop the puck. And I, I don't know about you, Troy, but I kind of think this format's going to be kind of cool. I agree. Um, it, it's, yeah. It almost reminds me of, uh, reminds me of the uh, March madness. Yeah. In a way. No, what I was going to say is from what I was reading and trying to gather on this, it appears uh, that the top four teams are, are basically going to automatically get into the first round, but they will mm-hmm. be playing some sort of little round Robin tournament to, to determine the seeds that I, that I, did I read that correctly? Yeah. Uh, pretty much so, yeah. So they're going to have a 24-team playoff. The top four teams in each conference are going to play a round uh, a round robin to determine their right. seedings. But the other seedings are already determined. Like, for example, my Pittsburgh Penguins are, are seeded number five, and they are set to play the 12th seed, uh, which is Montreal. Right. And- Who, by the way, wouldn't even have made the yeah. playoffs. If it wasn't for yeah, this. there was a lot of talk. They were just going to take. Um, they were going to take when they first started talking about doing this. <laughs> my Sabers almost made it in because they were going to take the top. Oh they were going to take the top. Um, I think it was like top seven teams from each division. Well, well, then what okay. they didn't end up doing in that because somebody like the Rangers wouldn't have made it, um, even though they had more points than the Sabers mm-hmm. because they were lower in their division. Even though, and so right. what they ended up doing is taking the top fourteen teams from the, or I'm sorry, the top uh, twelve teams from each conference, instead of uh, yeah, instead of doing like the top seven or six or whatever from each division. Mm-hmm. So that's how my savers missed out. But hey, whatever. Yeah, We're going but you on, know like, what? 11, I think it's like yeah. eleven years since we made the playoffs or something. Is so, it really it's that somewhere long? around there? Yeah, I don't. <laughs> oh my god! And, and you know what's a shame is they they've had some good goaltending in yeah. these yeah. times, you know. Well, they haven't really since um, uh, since Miller left. It's been not so great, but yeah, yeah, true. Um, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I I kind of I'm not a huge fan of uh, Murray, believe mm-hmm. it or not. Um, even though he's won two Stanley Cups, uh, in fact, he won two Stanley Cups before he was officially a rookie. Really? So yeah, like well, his first year he he wasn't eligible to be a rookie, 
And then uh, the second time that he won it, that was his official rookie season. Get out. Yeah, so isn't that weird? He had two Stanley Cups under his belt by the time he completed his rookie season. <laughs> That's interesting. So uh, on paper, that makes you look like a, a pretty elite yeah. player. But uh, he, str- he struggled a little bit since then. And I'm not quite sure why. Uh, it, it could have something to do with maybe the, what, the style of defense the Penguins play. But, uh, but who knows? Um, hopefully he'll return to form when the puck drops so, sometime. Yeah. And maybe it would even help them because uh, they are listed as one of the possibilities as one of the host cities. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. I would love yeah. to see that. That would be yeah, cool because so, the, the fans will support that. Yeah, I mean, Pittsburgh's definitely a, a big hockey area for sure, so they'd be definitely taken mm-hmm. care of there. But the other one on the east side that I heard is also Columbus, and I don't know if you've heard any others or yes. not. Uh, I have not. You know what, though? I think it's kind of – I, I don't see why they couldn't use both Pittsburgh and yeah. Columbus because they're, they're so close Agreed. together, you know, so why not, why not utilize both of those cities and then, uh, and just kind of go back and forth with uh, teams as they, yeah, need, so. I agree. And then if, uh, for the West, yeah. for the West side, you and I, again, we were talking a little bit before we started recording here, but uh, it looks like yeah. Vegas is going to get it. And you also said that Minneapolis yeah. was in the running, but uh uh, I, yeah, yeah with what happened happening. there, uh, that's that's probably not going to happen. No, no, definitely not. And I know Canada is ruled out um, because the Prime Minister of Canada said we are not going to allow this because we we don't want to see numbers spike again in regards to the virus. Man, that's man, that, that's the so which is yeah, kind of odd when you think exactly of hockey, the birthplace of you know, hockey. <laughs> yeah, so uh, actually, no. No, um, yeah, no teams playing in Canada whatsoever uh, under this proposed plan. So, but it's that's 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 the uh, idea that they have in mind for the NHL. And I know that you were uh, looking into the NBA yeah. as well. What did you find well, out on that? From what I found, and and like I said, none of this is is um, official at this point. Um, but it, it does look okay. like they are going to come back. Um, they're hoping to come back sometime the end of July. And mm-hmm. the rumor is at this point that everything's going to be played in Orlando. And um, okay. the latest thing is they're going to have a vote for a 22 team type scenario where mm. um, I think if I remember, if I'm reading this correctly, um, the top, I think it was the top six teams or maybe it was five from each conference will automatically be put in, but then, the teams that were within six games of making the playoffs will have almost like a little, sure, you know, round robin type thing as well. Or it probably isn't even going to be a round robin. I would imagine just be elimination games, and to find out who yeah. the seeds are going to be. So, you know, it, it it appears they're on their way back. There, there's just nothing official yet at this point. Okay, um, but yeah, I, I think this format's going to be interesting, Troy. Uh, you know, it's gonna it's gonna draw some excitement. In fact, I I'm curious, and, and I haven't really been an NBA fan since the yeah. Jordan era, to be honest with you. And uh, and I'm even interested in in watching some NBA playoff action because that would be kind of fun. It it just reminds me of the March Madness yeah. uh, scenarios where all these teams are in and and they're all just gonna duke it out, and and you're gonna and and this is just my opinion, but I think this is where you're gonna see who the well-coached teams are. Those are the teams that are going to rise to the top with this situation. Yeah, that, that could that could very well happen. Or or depending on how many games they go to, if they're best of fives, if they're best of threes, 
who who knows what they're going to be, but this could also be a thing where if if somebody gets hot at the right time or you get a superstar that that maybe was injured oh, yeah. at the beginning of the year and now all of a sudden they're eligible, you know, maybe like a, <laughs> like a Kevin True. Durant or something like that, you know. Um, yeah. You could see somebody yeah. like that just all of a sudden get on fire and and, mm-hmm. you know, come from the bottom, like a 10 seed or something like that and go right through the tournament. Yeah. See, and I'm thinking of like a really well-coached team like Golden State, you know, I can just see them obviously. Well, yeah, uh, because, I mean, Curry was hurt and Clay Thompson was hurt. Um, I don't know yeah. if, you know, if he'd be eligible to come back or not, but there's another one, Clay Thompson, you know? Yep. Um, yeah. So I don't know. It definitely will be interesting because it's, you know, we're definitely going to get to go past where the end of the season was going to be. And there's going to be players eligible that they weren't expecting to be eligible. <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, that is so true. But do, so do you true. think, but yeah, it's going to, it's going to be fun. Put a, uh, a tarnish maybe on, on the championship for the team that wins or what's your opinion on that? You know what? I thought about that and, and now I don't think so in my opinion, because uh, I think with times being as tough as they are and people having to adjust, um, I think whoever wins is going to truly earn it. It's it's definitely going to be a more adverse situation than what they were used to. Mm-hmm. So you definitely got to give them credit for that at least. Right. And that's what I'm thinking. It's like, you know what? No, I mean, the teams that deserve to be in the playoffs um, in, in these proposed plans, I mean, I, I think they truly earned their spot. It's not like we're just pulling, um, you know, it's not like we're pulling teams like, you know, I like the, just refer back to March Madness, you know, we're not pulling some team that doesn't play many division one right. teams um, and then throwing them into the, uh, the big tournament where they knock off number one, Duke, right. you know, I don't think this is the type of situation we're seeing here. We're seeing, we're seeing teams that truly have earned it up to this. Yeah. Point. I, I did hear one and, scenario uh, though. And I, if I, did you say the, uh, the Penguins are going to be playing Montreal? Did you say that? I, I yes. think if I read yep. it correctly, Montreal had less than a 1% chance of making the playoffs before this new proposal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And and I know I remember watching them in the season because Montreal, I mean, oh, my gosh, when you think of hockey, that's, oh, yeah. that's it. You know, and, uh, and they've struggled for several years now. And it's kind of a shame because you want to talk about some dedicated fans, man. Uh, Montreal. But I'll tell place. you a team like that would scare me if I were your penguins because yeah. they got, yeah, they got the I type agree. of guy in goal that can steal you games that can steal yeah. you series. And yes. Price. And, and that's, yeah. I mean, I know from being a Sabres fan in the late nineties and early two thousands, <laughs> what a great goaltender can do for you when he gets hot. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Without a doubt. Well, <laughs> I know, I know. Well, Hey, I saw it too as a, as a penguins fan, you know, um, with Flurry, when Flurry was on his game, he, he was he was yep. unbeatable. And uh, but yeah, it's it's uh, well, let's it's going to be interesting. Talk about the, the other one here. We we really don't have much information on, but that's Major League Baseball. Sure. Um, it, oh yeah. I, I I don't know. I, I guess there's a lot of legal mumble jumble going on there. That's that's really holding things up. <laughs> um, but I I yeah. I don't know. What do you what are you hearing on that one? Uh, with Major League Baseball, um, they're looking to play ball in July as well, uh, and they have a proposed um, 82 game schedule with, uh, and they're going to use the DH in all 
both National and American League. So uh, no pitchers batting for themselves, which is kind of interesting yeah. in itself because I'm, that's definitely not the National League yeah. way. Uh, but uh, but I get it uh, because you want to keep the pitchers as healthy as possible with, with this situation right. and so forth. Um, but also they're looking at doing a 30 man active roster with a 20 player taxi. So what does that mean? Um, <laughs> you know what? I was going to ask you that Troy, but, uh, how I yeah, perceive that's... it to be is, Go ahead. yeah, <laughs> I was just going to say what I perceive it to be is they're going to have a 30 man active roster. And then with that roster, uh, they're going to basically have probably 20 minor league players, their top 20 players in their system, I'm assuming, are going to be eligible to be brought up and play um, That's... at any given time, whether it's because of injury or because of um, uh, exhaustion on yeah. certain players. Yeah, I, would, I don't that's, know. that's kind of the same way I was leaning on that as well. I was thinking it was going to be, mm-hmm. you know, it's it, I'm thinking these players are going to be eligible to come up and be played whenever, and it's not going to affect the uh, – the call up, call down, because in there are only a certain amount of yes. times players can do that or something. Or, uh, yeah, they do have restrictions, and also I think this is probably going to be a way to bypass um, because you know when some minor league players are called up, then they have to um, they have to sign a major league right. contract, and and that could interfere with uh, them being allowed to be sent back down. And I think this is a way for the teams to be able to protect their investment. Uh, without having to worry about losing their investment if they have to send them back. Yeah, down, if I that remember, is, isn't that – it's probably similar to what the NHL does with their two-way contracts? Yeah. Yes. Yep, it's very similar, yeah. So, so yeah, so that's probably – that's that stipulation is probably put into play to address that, yeah. I'm assuming. Um, but also with Major League Baseball, um, it's going to be a 14-team season. Isn't it? And that, uh, hey, you know what, though? As a Pirates fan, that kind of <laughs> excites me a little bit. <laughs> I, have a, I, I have a chance to see my Pirates play in October. You know, it's going to be uh, sweet. They did make it a few um, years back, didn't they? Yeah. They did. They did. But, uh, but they lost some steam again. And, uh, in fact, uh, they have a new coach. And uh, for the life of me, I don't remember his name. Um, but uh, we do have a new coach this year. We, we, we replaced mm-hmm. Clint Hurdle. Um, which he was a great coach, um, but it, I think it's time to move in a direction where we're going to get some. Now, now it's time for these players that we have to get kicking, you know, and and start owning yeah. up to their potential. So, and I think that's that's what this new coach is going to be geared towards doing. But yeah, so fourteen teams in the postseason with games played in their home cities in October. So uh, I like that. I think that's going to be fun yeah. to watch too. And. Um, and then, uh, like I said, but the only issue with this proposed plan is uh, Major League Baseball's Players Association, they're kicking back a little bit because uh, they're, they're not happy with the cuts in pay because of the yeah. shortened season. And, and, and also the cuts in pay have to do with, uh, well, they're, we're not going to have fans in the stadiums right away. Yeah. You know? or, so, um, yeah. There's no money or if flow. we do, it's <laughs> definitely not going to be the capacity like it's been, you know. Yeah. Um, yep. Because I think I so heard with, with, you know, another sport that we didn't really talk about because it's not in the professional realm, but it's like college football. I think I heard something along the lines yeah. of uh, like Ohio State. Um, I don't know exactly how many people fit in their stadium, but I think it's somewhere close to 100,000. 
but they they said that yeah. with social distancing and keeping families together, they could probably get anywhere from like twenty five to fifty thousand people in their stadium. Still, still a decent number, but I mean, like probably less yeah, than half of what they're not, used to, you know. Yeah, and and that really takes away home yeah field advantage, yeah that's another thing know? too with these whole sports going on is, I mean, home field advantage is basically going to be null at this point, and and I'm curious if it even yeah. you know goes into the NFL season. I mean, I don't know that there's a bigger sport um, where home field advantage is such a huge thing, you know? Well, yeah, you're right. You're right. And uh, do you remember um, it wasn't that long ago that we had a, a Major League Baseball game uh, without any I don't. Do that? I don't remember that. Okay. It was in uh, Baltimore a, a few years ago. I, it might even – yeah, it might be around just a few years ago. Uh because of the riots that were going on in Baltimore. Yeah. Yeah. And they actually, they actually played a game without any fans and uh, it was eerie. It was really eerie to watch that happen. And, uh, and I don't know about you, but I can't imagine watching an NHL game without fans in the, in the seats. That's going to be weird because all you're going to hear is sticks clattering and uh, pucks hitting whatever. And, well, I wonder if they'll have the mics closer to the uh, players and stuff too, because I I know there's a yeah. few obscenities that fly, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> a little so. bit. Well, you know what, too. I was just thinking of this, um, but wouldn't it be kind of cool if not only would you televise the regular games as is, but what if you were able to pay uh, a five ten dollar fee to be able to get a different mm-hmm. point of view? And and also have and and be able to hear all the sounds and well, goings on in the I, dugouts or on the side. On the I think NASCAR does or used to do something like that, where you could uh, subscribe to a driver's mm-hmm. headset and listen to their headset the whole race. Yes, you know. Yeah. So wouldn't that be kind of? I cool agree, to do the and same I don't thing? know if you watched any of the XFL before it shut down um, with the COVID thing. Uh-huh. That really hurt them because I was really enjoying that. Um, but they, they did yeah. something very similar. They, they had the mics on the field. They were actually interviewing players and coaches while the games were going on. Um, oh, wow. It's almost yeah, like an all-star it was, game. It was really neat. It was, you know, you're getting the raw emotion right there and then. And, and uh, yeah. Yeah. And huh. I also like the replay system, which I hope the NFL adopts. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. It, well, basically, it was, uh, it was called the eye in the sky. And um, it just – you didn't even take time off the field to go look at a replay by that. It was somebody that was looking at the the replays in a booth and they were mic'd up okay. while they were talking about it so that you could hear what they were talking about and why they came to the decision uh, they did, you know? Yeah. That is awesome. Yeah, it, was, like it was that. a really good idea. Yeah. I'm hoping the NFL will go to something like that because it's, I don't know. I just, that whole pass interference thing that they did last year was a joke in my opinion. It is. They didn't. It I don't is. think they ever turned one of them. No. Um, yeah, that's the thing too. It's like I remember uh, they were talking to Mike Tomlin, the coach of the Steelers, about it, and and he was like, you know, it, it seems like a great plan, but but when it's all said and done, if if no one does anything about the obvious, then then you really defeated the whole purpose of even yeah. having this in play. And and he was so right when he said it that way because we had a couple of situations where it was obvious and, uh, and they didn't overturn it. And I'm like, 
what, then why are we even bothering looking at it? Hey, real quick, I wanted to go back on what you said about that uh, the no crowd game in Baltimore. Yeah, it just pulled it up. It was April 29th, 2015 against the White Sox. And, okay, uh, yeah. Yeah, so and that was, um, that was after the riot down there because of um, another unjust death of uh, Freddie Gray down there. Um, yeah. Oh, that's right. That's so, right. Yeah. So, so yeah, well, itself. sort of. Um, I mean, these games won't be crowdless due to the riots per se. Um, but right. kind of ironic that, you know, the same type of issue is now happening when stadiums are going to be empty again, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It is ironic. Very uh, let's, uh, let's make things a little bit lighter here. What do you say? <laughs> All right. I like that. You know what? Hey, also too, I did want to point out, speaking of lighter, uh, we were talking about the NFL and everything. Um, hopefully, they'll re- they'll they'll start as scheduled and and won't have any uh, fallback. But um, but I kept I keep reading up on this, and I don't know if you've looked into it yet. But uh, there's another football league out there that's that's starting to gain a little momentum, and it's uh, it's called the A Sevens, uh, and it's um, uh, A Seven. FL and uh, and I think it's called American Seven Football League, and it's a football league that doesn't have any padding, no helmets, and it's uh, and it's hardcore hmm. tackle, and uh, and it's actually gaining momentum to the point where, um, in fact, I just saw um, Deion Sanders because I'm following the league because it's just interesting, um, but uh, Deion Sanders is oh looking to buy a team, you know, so. Uh, so if he, if he gets his foot into it, you know, it's going to draw even more momentum. Now, what, yeah, the only thing I didn't care for is, uh, they have, I mean, they do actually have a lot of teams in it, but I can tell you there's like five teams that are from Baltimore by itself, <laughs> you know? Uh, so to me, that's just, uh, I don't know. They got to spread the wealth a little bit. Oh yeah. I'm looking, but, I, um, I just pulled it up right they, now. It looks they, like, uh. One, two, Baltimore, one, two, three, seven, seven teams from Baltimore. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I, I like it. I mean, if you get it, if you know, anybody who's listening to get a chance, look them up and see what they're about. It, it really looks like a fun game to watch. Uh, and they actually, they argue the fact that it's safer than the NFL because um, the players are not leading with their heads. Well, yeah. So, you know, they're tackling, but they're not, they're, they're not leading with their head, which is creating Absolutely. a safer environment for them. And, and it seems like, uh, it seems like they're onto something. And, uh, uh, but like I said, they got to do something with, uh, with breaking up the cities and turning it into something a little yeah, bit I see more that widespread. Not only are there seven from yeah. Baltimore, there's um, what, five, six from Jersey. Yeah. And uh, yeah. it looks like there's... Uh, Looks and like the there's champion, four from San Diego. The champion. Oh, oh my gosh, yeah. I didn't realize that. Yeah, but uh, but the champion um was Pennsylvania really. last year. Yeah, and Pennsylvania is no longer in the <laughs> league. <laughs> you know, so they went from championship to nothing, and uh, so so yeah, they got to get a little stability there. But um, but I know they're doing a lot of crowd like uh, fundraisers. Uh, online and they're they're trying to keep it going. They're trying to get some interest. And like I said, uh, Deion Sanders has expressed some interest. Uh, it started up by a uh, former um, um, Q 
cage fighter. UFC. What is that? Um, MMA. MF, MMA. UFC yeah. fighter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, MMA, UFC, and uh, and also a, um, a former Division One college football player. And uh, so I like I like the uh, direction they're going in. I just wish I just wish that they would uh, do a little bit better with the the relocation of. Yeah. Cities well, what better way for Pennsylvania to go out though? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Way to way to represent PA. <laughs> we won. So yeah, you were you were heading in a direction I think I know because we were what talking about this uh, over the week, and uh, and we were we were talking about maybe uh, you know throwing some trivia out here on our podcast. That's that and, is. Uh, you want to yeah, go in a little bit more into detail there? Here. Um, I, I just we were talking about it and maybe it'd just be a fun way to lighten things up here towards the end of the show, just to kind of see what we might know about our uh, our favorite teams and such. Um, so, yeah. uh, since I'm on the, uh, mic here, I will throw, I'll throw one at you here first. <laughs> okay. All right. Go for um, it. I picked one from each of your, uh, your favorite teams here. So let's go, uh, let's go football here first. All right. So what team, All right. Get my Steelers what team on. did the Steelers defeat for their first ever postseason win? Postseason win. Oh, that would have been, uh, Nice. That is correct. Uh huh. Was that seventy-two? I didn't get the year on it, but uh, yeah, okay. I just thought that was it. I just thought that I was believe it was because of that rivalry. Yeah. And oh yeah, without a doubt, the first the first game to defeat at Oakland. But I'll even I'll even kind of go a little bit further here. The next game, they ended up losing to the undefeated oh, wow. Dolphins. Yeah. And then we obviously know yeah. the Dolphins did that year. <laughs> Almost so. messed up by Gary in, but <laughs> yeah, and and <laughs> exactly. Also, by the way, in that game, that same game was the immaculate reception. Was it really against the Raiders? It was. That's impressive. Was. For that to that to be yeah. your first ever postseason win. <laughs> yeah, Franco Harris. With and the I guess there was a reception. lot of debate about that because I guess. A lot of people are saying was it was it was technically illegal. Is that because it bounced off of a Steelers player first? Is that? Uh, you know what? I don't remember. I don't remember who it bounced off of. I didn't know it was a Steelers. It was kind of hard to tell because people were converging right. as it happened. But I, I th- that's yeah. probably just the Raiders' viewpoint is that it was it was illegal. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was read. I read the book on. Uh, I read the book on, uh, that was written by Dan Rooney, which is um, mm-hmm. one of the owners of the Steelers, who recently. Well, actually, he's um, no, he's still around, I think. But uh, but he was talking about his dad in that game, and his dad was uh, he was in the owners' box, obviously, and he's actually walking out of the game because he was like, "Oh man, my Steelers just lost, unfortunately." So he was leaving. And he was in the elevator when he heard the crowd go crazy, and uh, and he had no idea. He had no idea the Steelers <laughs> won incredible. that playoff game. Yeah, uh, so it was kind of funny to hear that story. So, oh, but great question, yeah. Troy. I like that. But, um, go ahead. I'm gonna. I was gonna go ask you a question. Now we'll we'll, uh, we'll turn to uh, Buffalo uh, Bills. We'll alternate. That sounds here. good. Yeah, there we go. Um, and uh, obviously, you know who uh, Bill Levy is. He was Marv. the uh, great coach. Or I'm sorry, Marv <laughs> Levy. You're right. Uh, Marv Levy. 
the great coach of the uh, Buffalo Bills from, I believe it was 1986 to 1997. What team did he coach prior to The Kansas City Chiefs. (laughs) Oh, wow. That just rolled right (laughs) off of your tongue. Didn't even have to think about it. All right. Um, Do you remember what year? Um, Something tells me 83. Close. Um, it was from 1978 to 1982. Okay, 82 he left there. Okay. He coached the Kansas City Chiefs. And from what they said, uh, and I and I don't know, I didn't look into it that much, but it sounds like he turned a terrible team in Kansas City to a very respectable team. And then he obviously did that and much more yeah. with the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, I, I don't know much about, so, um, you know, him before he went to Buffalo, but um, he – he would, oh man, his, uh, he would always get fired up on the sidelines and he was always fun to watch. My goodness. He was fun to watch. And, and he's how old is he? Yeah. yeah. He's still yeah, around. He's, he's got to be still around. around. Let me, let me pull it up here real quick, but mm-hmm. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure. Okay. Yeah. He, um, I'll tell you what, he, 94 that he coached in was kind of fun. Yeah. Oh, wow. And he's still, and he's still getting around like, like he's yeah he um let's see he would have been so in 84 i'm not 100 percent sure he went to the chicago blitz which was an which was an indoor oh. league i know it wasn't no it wasn't. okay never mind they they renamed an indoor league the chicago blitz after the chicago blitz oh. was a team that was in the usfl and mm-hmm. um he went to coach for them before then going over to buffalo to be their head coach so, and he was actually their, okay. he was actually their GM now, for for two seasons as well. Two thousand six oh, and oh, two thousand seven. Wow. Was yeah, I didn't know that. Um, now, is Marv Levy is he is he the reason for the no huddle? Was he the no? Actually, um, I, I I know the Buffalo history of it, but from what I hear, is it was actually first started by Cincinnati. And oh. the Bills played the Bengals, I think it was in 1988, the year the Bengals went to the Super Bowl, I think. And they yeah. got, the Bills got accused of doing the whole laying down thing to stop the clock and stuff because the Bengals were running too much no huddle and they weren't getting a chance to get their uh, players in to be substituted and stuff like that. So okay. then I All think right. it was in 1990, um, the, the, the first year the Bills went to the Super Bowl. And they were behind in a game. Or no, it wasn't. It was in 1989. It was um, they mm-hmm. were behind in a game, and they started running the no huddle to try to catch up. And it was really working, yeah. and they were doing well. And that next season in 1990, okay. they came out and they just started running the no huddle all the time because they just thought it was a great advantage. The team huh. wouldn't be able to come in and and uh, substitute. And not only that, but if they were conditioned better, you know, they 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 were going to wear out the other yeah. team. They didn't call it the no huddle, though. Do you know what they called it? Uh, the K-Gun. Gun? However, oh, okay. a lot of people think it was named the K-Gun because of Jim Kelly. It, was, it wasn't. It was actually yeah. because of their tight end, Keith McKellar. Because he was such really? an athletic tight end that they felt they, felt they had such a yeah. big mismatch with him when he was on the field. Ah, so. okay. <clears throat> Yeah. Wow, look at you. Man, you're quite the historian when it comes yeah, to Buffalo I've, Bills, huh? I, I know a little bit. <laughs> yeah, sounds like it. All right. Let's, so let's throw another question. Let's go into the baseball realm here for you. 
with your Pirates. Right. They had the honor of going to the first World Series of Major League Baseball in 1903. Which team yes, did they, they play? Did. The Boston yes. Red Sox. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, and, um, yeah, that was uh, – that was the honor we had, and, and you know who our shortstop was? Uh, was it Pee Wee? No, Otis Wagner. Otis okay. Wagner. <clears throat> yep, yep. One of the greatest shortstops yep. of all time. I remember now. He was the one that Whoa. had. He was the one that, that yep. had that little card, right? A uh, little baseball card that was like little... only like. Oh yeah, yeah the cigar like, card. Yeah, that's the one worth that only millions like 10 of them now. Made or something or. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I know. I wish I. I, I, wish I remember. I had. I had a, I had a duplicate, but I thought I had the real one when I was a little kid. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. You're thinking, man. I don't have yeah. to work. But for little the rest did I know, I looked at it, it was a. It was in a lot better condition than it would have been if it was from 1903 or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. But I, and and you know what? I almost think um, Wayne Gretzky of all people invested in that card. Yeah. He has one of them. Hmm. Yeah, him and uh, him and another partner, I think, purchased that years ago as an investment. Yeah, very good. So, yeah, yeah. Um, all right, let's see. I'm going to turn it over to hockey, Buffalo Sabres okay. hockey, NHL. Um, who scored the winning goal against the Sabres in the 1999 oh Stanley Cup Finals in you, overtime? You mean no goal. <laughs> that's exactly what i wanted to talk about but yeah go ahead yes it was and and let's face it brett hall was the uh the post yeah boy, the, whole, right? the, the rule got changed after that yes it yes the, it did the whole, so, the whole rule so he was yep. i guess the story goes he, he was, was in the crease his, his left foot was in the crease and um if i'm trying to remember how the rule was written but basically if you couldn't go into the crease before the puck went into the crease and his foot was already right. in the crease when the shot was taken. And then he hit the, re- I think he got the rebound or something and knocked <laughs> it in or something like that. Or I believe yeah. so. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So he's, he's a beloved um, player oh, yeah. in Buffalo. Oh yeah. They, they love him. You know, <laughs> if, if it wasn't bad enough getting whooped by Dallas twice in the Super Bowl in the uh, mid nineties, then we lose to Dallas in the Stanley cup finals in 99. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah right. Yeah. Were they Dallas then? Yeah, they were Dallas, okay. the Dallas Stars. Do you remember who yeah, they were Minnesota before North Dallas? Stars, yeah. Yep, Minnesota North Stars. Who, by the way, are the what? Who the Penguins played in their first ever Stanley Cup? Yeah. <clears throat> All right, let's go to hockey on you here, real quick. Right. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of Penguins, the great Super Mario Lemieux. What feat uh-huh. did he accomplish on December thirty first, nineteen eighty eight? Ooh, December thirty first, nineteen eighty eight. Uh, did he? Was that the? Uh, the was that the Gordy Howe? Or he scored? He scored a goal. Five in every goals way in possible. five different ways. Yep. Even strength. Yeah. Even strength. Power yes. play. Short handed penalty shot and an empty netter. <clears throat> oh, I'll tell you what, man. Uh, I dare anybody to go to Pittsburgh and oh my gosh, yeah. that guy. Yeah, he's a. Uh, uh, he is the reason why the. Oh yeah, are still he saved them from bankruptcy. 
Yeah, he sure did, and now he's the owner. And oh my gosh, I could not wish for a better. Yeah, owner well, there's that nobody guy. that is going to love that team more than he did. You know what I mean? No, you know who was actually thinking about buying the Penguins, but they turned who, him Trump? down. Um, no, Mark. You know Cuban. what? I heard that because he's from the Pittsburgh area, and he's a big he's a big Penguins fan. Yeah, yeah, he was from the Pittsburgh. Yep, big Penguins fan. I think he would have done well with them, but but I I was so happy when yeah. Mario Lemieux bought them because. Obviously, you know, he knows hockey in and out. And and uh, and I loved how he when he drafted um, Sidney Crosby, he had Sidney Crosby live in his house. Did he the really? First couple of years. Yeah, he did. He lived with he, he wanted to teach him the right way to be not only a hockey player, but be a person in the community and and how to um, learn to love the city of Pittsburgh first before. Loving That's the impressive. Game of hockey. Yeah. So, so I always, man, yeah, Mary Lemieux is, there's nobody better in my, in my opinion, when it comes to um, who he is as a, as an owner and a player. And you think about the things mm-hmm. that he accomplished. Don't forget that guy, that guy uh, yeah. beat cancer, you know, in the middle of his Was that career, leukemia? So, yeah. 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 I, I remember that. Yeah, that was, so, and then he came back to play again. Yeah, he came back and uh, his first oh shot, he goodness. scored a goal. <laughs> I didn't know that. So, yep. All right. So uh, I'm going to throw out the final third third okay. question for you. And uh, this is uh, – we're going to go back to Buffalo Bills football. Uh, which quarterback, by the way – now, obviously, from 1990 to 1993, mm-hmm. you had Jim Kelly mm-hmm. as the starter. You had Frank Reich mm-hmm. as the backup. Who was the third string? Quarterback? Uh, the the only quarterback to uh, be in on five different Super Bowl rosters in a row would be uh, Gail Gilbert. <laughs> yes, indeed. Good job, Troy. Yeah, he went on to uh, play for the Chargers in Super Bowl what twenty yep. nine. Yep. He was the he was their backup to so. uh, Stan Humphreys there. Oh my gosh! Yeah, wow, yep. I, I knew that one. That's uh. So. Well, there's another player too. Um. um Oh, man, it's not coming to me. I think it was a defensive tackle that played for the Bills or something, and then he went on to play for uh, Denver or something, I believe. And and he, I think okay. he had the record. Probably doesn't anymore, but I think he had the record for most Super Bowl appearances because he was with the Bills on all four yeah. of theirs, and then he went to Denver on their two. Um, I, I can't remember who okay. it was. It's not coming to me. But um, <laughs> awesome. Well, hey, you know what? My my hat's off to you. Uh, you are a true Buffalo fan now. I can I can definitely vouch. Well, for I was kind of surprised that um, neither of us got any wrong, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I guess we're I legit, guess we are. Troy. We know our teams, I guess. So I guess we're gonna have to maybe uh, <laughs> dig a little bit deeper for some questions next week. Yeah, you know what? I think I will. I, I'm gonna have to stump <laughs> you on something. I'm gonna be like, so who was the head groundskeeper? <laughs> <laughs> You'll probably know it anyway. One. I doubt that one. So I didn't. I didn't. I didn't know too many of the groundskeepers. Yeah. Oh, some okay. Them, but you yeah. did know some. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? Um, I I kind of like this uh, uh, trivia question stuff at the end of our yeah, I do too. Kind of lighten it up, and, and um, you know, maybe what we can do yeah. is uh, we can throw some questions or or even. Um, some polls or something on, on our social media pages to, to have, uh, you know, our listeners get involved as well. 
you know, maybe yeah. not, maybe not sports trivia, That's but nice. maybe just, you know, we were talking before we recorded here about um, Mr. Lyons and the Lions Den and the old history mystery. And maybe we can look into doing <laughs> something like that on yes. our social media page or something. Yeah, I like that. Or if idea. we want to do it on the podcast, um, we could do that as well, it. you know. Well, we can we, do we, we can do both actually. We can do it on uh we can do it on our Facebook and then reveal That's the answers true. on there our podcast. There you go. That's a good idea. Yeah. And then uh and the only way they're going to get the answers is by listening. <laughs> yeah, cuz we're not going to reveal it on the social media. You must no. you must tune in. That's right. That's right. So, but, uh, but yeah, anyways, uh, Troy, I think this would be a kind of a cool place to, to close it out. Um, but I'll tell you what, um, I did not expect the, uh, the audience that no. we got for the first week I and I'm really impressed. I like the direction that we're going. Uh, it's really fun working with you and, and talking with you and just kind of chatting it up. I mean, time yeah. flew. I mean, we got, it's been yeah. over yeah, it, it goes, it goes real quick. We're just having so, fun talking and. We're it, just chatting about things does. that, you know, yeah. are important to us or important things that are going on in the world right now. And um, when you're talking about stuff that's, that's um, you know, that you can relate to, it's, it's fun, it's easy, it goes real quick. And, um, yeah. you know, we're hope, like I said, we're hoping to do one of these a week. Um, that's where we are right now. So hopefully this one, you know, once all the uh, fun stuff gets edited and all that kind of fun stuff, we're hoping that this will drop, what, Monday morning? If yeah, Monday. Monday is the uh, goal. I usually get it done usually Sunday night, but um, but basically, I just want to listen to it to make sure I didn't miss anything. And then uh, excellent. It gets dropped on Monday. All right, folks. Well, for Howie, I'm Troy, and stay tuned.